Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. Today, we're going to talk about the struggle to find time to read. If you're new to the podcast, really happy that you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and also a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And the point of this podcast, and my business really, is to help people become intentional communicators. And what I want to tackle today is something I struggle with. So for those of you who are listening to this who are avid readers, you can listen, but listen for the people that you may know that struggle with, with, with reading. Um, finding time to read, it's, it's tough. So that's what I want to tackle today is, and this is really as much meant for the people who are listening who really can't find time to read and know they need to, as the people who are listening who know people who have the same struggle. And I'm one of those. You know, a little little uh, you know background here. And I, of course, I'm an author. I've written a book, and um, it's not like I don't want to read or I don't like reading. I studied English literature in college, and I think I re- overread. I overindulged. I read so much in college that I just kind of wiped me out. In in down the road in my career, um, yeah, I've certainly I've read a number of books, and I'm not, you know, I haven't stopped reading, but I don't I don't read. As much, or, or, the, or uh, it, I really don't really as much as I sh- as I want to, so it's frustrating for me. There's a lot competing for, for for my attention, for my time. And reading somehow just gets to the bottom of that list, and I'm not really happy about it. So I've been thinking about doing this podcast to just tackle the issue, maybe as much for me as it is for the for, for you listening. Um, I'm not going to try to convince you to read. Like, that's a good idea. I think that we, we know that reading is a good thing. And there's a whole side debate about, well, you know, you've got audiobooks and Audible and you've got podcasts. And, and I believe podcasts are a great primer for reading. Um, I think it's a, a great add-on. I, I'm an avid listener to podcasts. I li- have a handful that I listen to on a daily basis. They feed my brain. They give me insight. They help me focus, learn. They serve as a primer. But I'm, I'm really talking about this moment to sit down with a book and to read. And uh, what, what, what inspired this were a number of things. I, I think one was just looking at, at people that I admire and, and feeling a sense of jealousy almost. You know, I've got a reading list and I'm looking at their blog and they've got all these books that they recommend. And then I get these Facebook feeds of, you know, CEOs read 50 books a year or whatever the stat is. And, and it's just almost like shaming you like, oh my gosh, I should read more. I'm such a terrible person. What is wrong with me? I wrote a book. Why can't I read one? And in all that, there's a sense of, a sense of jealousy maybe. And then also a sense of frustration. It's like I look at, I, I equate it to like exercise. Um, I don't, some people love exercising. They do it every day and they, they can't go without it. And I would love to be that person. I, I exercise, but I don't, I'm not that person where I can't go without it. I could definitely go without it. And I do. Reading is kind of the same category. I would love to be a person who, who, who has this habit of reading um, and can't go without it. So that's what I'm going to talk about today is just the struggle to find time um, to read. Not even more time, but just time. Like, where is this going to happen? So maybe what inspired me recently to tackle this topic was um, 
a podcast called the Online Great Books Podcast, or the OGB Podcast. It is with a guy named Scott Hambrick. He has a co-host, and I forget his name. But I know Scott Hambrick because he also has another podcast called Dumbbell Logic. And for those those of you who have read uh, Noise, I do a short feature of Dumbbell Logic in the book. And I met Scott Hambrick by phone, super interesting guy, and he's got this podcast um, through a friend of mine, a mutual friend named Malachi, Malachi Walsh, who's, and he, in his career now, he worked at J. Walter Thompson, is an instructor in the great books. So for the great books, you know, think of like the Iliad and the Odyssey and think of like Julius Caesar and the classics through the centuries up to the modern day, the books that they, these are considered classics, broadly speaking. So they, they taught that as, I think, I think it was taught as a class, I believe it was the University of Chicago, and they converted it to an online program. And it's fascinating. So they, people subscribe, and I'm going to be shameless, I have no affiliation with them at all, but the online great books program, I think it's like 60 bucks a month or something like that, and they, you go through a seminar, and you have a seminar leader, and they take you through, you read a classic book, like, you know, in, you know, like, Dante's Divine Comedy, I, I suppose that's on their list. And you read it, and then you comment, and then everybody participates in the seminar online, you know, and you, and you plow through these classics, and you become classically well-read, so to speak. So I started listening to, to their podcast, the OGB podcast, and I listened to a couple of episodes. I don't remember exactly which ones it were, but one of them, I mean, by the titles, I mean, but the one of them was about 19... 84 by Orwell and A Brave New World by Huxley. And, and they, it's about an hour long each podcast, so fascinating. And I'm like, I've read 1984. I've never read A Brave New World. Then I started thinking about the books that I've read and the books that I haven't read. And it just got me thinking about my struggle to find time to read and to kind of re- restart that habit. So, you know, so I've read books that are considered classics. I've read Tom Sawyer, and I've read Othello by Shakespeare, and War and Peace, and Tale of Two Cities, and 1984, and Animal Farm, and Screw Ape Letters, and I've read Good to Great, and Tipping Point. I mean, I've read some of the classics, but there's, for, for, for that list of books that I've read, I don't know what's two, four, ten times longer, the, the great books that I've not read. I, I've never read The Iliad and the Odyssey. I've never read Ulysses by James Joyce. I've never read Seabiscuit, The Endurance, Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton. I've never read that. The Nicomachean Ethics by, by uh, Aristotle. Jane, John Adams by McCullough. never read that. The Divine Comedy, you know, Augustine's Confessions. I mean, the list goes on and on to the books that I've not read. And I'm like, okay, when am I going to read them? How is that going to happen? And why don't I? You know, well, first and foremost for me, as I kind of reflect on this and prepare for this podcast, I thought, well, there's so many things competing for my attention, right? You know, I wake up and I've got email and I got to prepare for my day and I got to teach and I got to write and I've got to do podcasts and I've got family and friends and social obligations and things around the house. And I mean, there's, there's no shortage of things to do to keep me occupied that compete for my attention, certainly. And you're like that too, right? You've got a million things going on. So I wonder, how do people find time to read? And maybe more importantly, you know, why don't other people find time to read? And I don't think it's just a matter of will. I think it's like where, you know, what, looking at this a little bit more closely, this frustration that I have with, you know, why don't I do this more often? 
I, I recognize that in, in not doing it, I'm starving my mind in a certain way that, you know, there are books that I've read that have moved me, that have changed me. I mean, the Bible. I'm a Christian. I've read the Bible. I read it, I read it every day. Um, you know, I read the book Unbroken. It moved me. Uh, a book called Left to Tell changed me. It's about, um, you know, you know, genocide in Africa. Uh, the Naked Mind um, by Annie Grace, a book about alcohol, phenomenal book, The Devil in the White City. I mean, these are books that have, I, when I picked them up, I couldn't stop reading them. They changed me. They moved me. So certainly, I, I, I see the value. So it's not like I have to be sold or I'm trying to sell you on the value. It's, it, reading is, is, is fundamental, right? You don't wanna, I don't want to starve my mind. I want to have a source of insight. So it's, it's kind of reflecting on this kind of what I came up with is, is first like time. Like I don't, when am I going to do this? When in the day and how long am I going to do this? I'm not a binge reader. I'm not really even a binge TV watcher, so I watch Netflix ep episodes or Amazon Prime, but I'm not a person who's like going to plow through, you know, you know, five seasons of 24 or whatever in just in a, in, in a two days or a weekend. I mean, I, I'll watch a s shows or, or I'll start reading a book, but I'm not like a binge person, so I'm not going to sit there and just do it for three hours. But when do I find time? I, I really, my conclusion is I only need 10 minutes to do this. I can. I had a friend of mine in college who read War and Peace by reading it for a few minutes every day in the morning. He was like in med school and at Northwestern, he just plowed through War and Peace. I was like, wow. I'm like, how'd you do that? And he goes, well, I just read it five minutes a day for the whole year. Um, so that was the first thing. It's just like, I, my conclusion is I only need 10 minutes. All right. So the next thing is like, well, what am I going to read? I got, I got, I got books. I got bookshelves. Kind of. I don't. Even, I don't even know if I have a formal book list. I went through this um, professor. Actually, he was the like the headmaster of this prep school I went to high school. Huge influence on my life. His name is James B. Stenson, and uh, he had a reading list. So I just Googled it. I Googled his name, James B. Stenson, reading list, and I came up with some high school program in New York that had his reading list. And uh, I'll put a link to that. But it was like all these books, like that was a kind of a primer. Like, where am I going to, what am I going to read? Getting, getting recommendations. I, I need a book. For me, I, I need a book that I like, at least like or love. And I, I don't want to get into like books, you know, dissing books or criticizing books or because you may like the same book. But a number of years ago, a friend of mine told me to read the book The Road. And I, I'm not saying it's not a great book. It might be. But I started reading, and it's, it was like a trudge. Like, I was going through the first 30, 40, 50 pages, and I'm like, ah, this is, this is like walking on a muddy hill and up an incline. Like, this is not—it wasn't working for me. And I, again, I'm not going to get down that rabbit hole of, like, if that was a good—if I was—I should have kept on walking, and it was amazing or not. But I need a book that I like or love. I— I was listening to this podcast recently, and, and um, it was called The Art of Manliness, and I've listened to it from time to time, and they had an episode about, like, reading, and it was it also inspired me to this. It was a few months ago, and, and their conclusion was, you know, read books that you enjoy, you know? I mean, obviously, the classics are books that are, like, to be well-read, you should read them, but read books that you enjoy. They should—read should, shouldn't always be hard. I kind of equated all going back to college is hard. I, I need a book. My second conclusion is that I, that I like or love, and— and looking for those kind of books and setting them in a list that I can have maybe two or three that I, I'm, I have at any given time to read. Um, 
because the books that I mentioned when I, that really moved me when I picked them up, what, the common characteristics, I, I, re, I really couldn't put, in, put them down. So if I were reading them for 10 minutes a day, it was really hard to stop reading at 10 minutes. Um, I wouldn't want to read 15 or 20 or a half hour. So combining that, you know, just 10 minutes, but a book I love, it would make that habit a lot easier. The, the, in reflecting on this, I think the second thing is a, is, a, is a time. Not an amount of time, but a time, a set time to do this. For me in the evening, my brother reads in the evening. He, he's plowed through so many books, and he loves reading. It relaxes him in the evening. I, the way I, my brain works, I, you know, if you tell me to read a book at 7, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, maybe that'll change. But generally speaking, that's really not a time that I like to read. Now, other people are different. But f I need to find a time in the day. Um, and that may be getting up or, you know, doing it early in the morning and, and quiet before the day started really begins is to, to take 10 minutes to, to read. But a time, a set time to do this, it's like exercise, I guess. If you're doing, if you're doing a workout, you just don't like, well, you'll see when I can do it. You know, like there's a generally speaking a time that people put it in their day. So that, that was like kind of the third reflection is what, how would I find the time? When, when would that happen? A place. You know, where might you know people have a comfortable chair? I I don't, I don't really know in my in my house down here in, in North Carolina where to do that. I I, th I think I have a place. Uh, there's a you know in in one room of the house if there's a comfortable chair. But I'm kind of moving around a little bit, so I haven't found that place yet. But needing I need a place without distractions. And then and then for me, finally, it's like a mindset to unplug. Like I I need to find a way to start looking at this as like. This is going to give my mind a moment to, to unwind. Um, I've kind of come to the conclusion like it's not all about work. So, I mean, not, not, I'm talking about reading, it's not all about work. It's, I'm just doing this to be, you know, like a professional book, business book list, but, you know, that it would give my brain a chance to, to improve knowledge, right? To gain knowledge, wisdom, you know. Enjoyment, you know, I'm gonna read a book that's really enjoyable. It helps me relax. It's it's fun to read. Um, you know, my imagination, it gave me a chance to rest, gain new perspective, rejuvenation, maybe escape, maybe all those things await when I read. But just looking at that, like, hey, my struggle with finding time to read might be giving me those things that I just I really need, and, you know, in a set time every day. So I don't know. When I look at this thing, I I think that this. This is something I'm going to tackle, right? I'm just going to need, <laughs> I'm just going to need to get up a lot earlier. Just saying. <laughs>